0: In this episode of the Encourage and Inspire podcast, I'm joined by singer, songwriter, producer, performer, and educator, Emmanuel Manny Deanda. Man, this was a great episode, man. I, Manny and I go back quite a few years, mostly via social media. We definitely have some mutual friends in the industry. And man, it was just so cool to get a chance to chop it up with him and get to learn about his story. Um, that's what this podcast is about man uh, learning people's stories and getting them a chance to tell their pla- to tell their story on a platform that cares um, but it was just cool to find out about his early upbringing in Pittsburgh and, and him deciding to want to pursue music professionally where he started with a board band group called Crave and that ultimately led to him being uh, a member of Pretty Ricky and then Uh, Coming back to be a solo artist, and then pivoting to becoming an educator, in addition to being an artist, and also all the great things he's done in in his local community as well. And I believe he's actually won an award in this for the city of Pittsburgh, and he's actually been uh, congratulated and, and and supported for all his great efforts in the city. Touching a lot of great people. So, this has been a great episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Encourage and Inspire podcast. This is episode number 80, man, and I got a good friend of mine, a singer, songwriter, producer, and performer, former frontman of the uh, the group Pretty Ricky, man, my man, Mandy DeAnda. What's going on, man? How you doing?
1: What's up, man? I'm in the building. I'm here, man. I'm great, man. How about you? i I'm, I'm, Hey, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. It's good to hear, man. Good
0: to yeah, hear. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir, man. Like thank you for being here, man. You know, you and I yeah. have known each other for a little minute, you know, and, sure. and uh through through these ways of social media and and uh I'd I love getting a chance to talk to cats that are that are doing some amazing things. Uh, I know you recently were I know you were awarded something here recently, right? Uh yeah,
1: man. Um our our historic paper out here, um uh the Pittsburgh courier, you know, the courier goes all the way back, man. So like yeah. man, you already know just the 60s, all of that, man. It was during the times um shoot when um when they broke the color barrier in baseball, man, with Jackie yeah. Rock. Yeah, yeah, with Jackie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so I mean the courier is a historic thing. And it was big for me because coming from Pittsburgh, I'm just a fan of Pittsburgh history. So um uh, just to get that call, just to be nominated. Uh, for the award that uh the New Pittsburgh Courier was putting out it was, uh, it was the uh, Men of Excellence awards for the uh 2023 class. Uh, I think they do a Men of Excellence awards uh, every year okay. uh, in Pittsburgh, and I was just like, I mean, I mean, just proud and happy to be part of uh the the, the um, I'm sorry, the 2023 class, man. I'm mean, just a, a great and wonderful honor. So shout out to the uh, the New Pittsburgh Courier out here, man.
0: Hey, man. Uh, shout out to them, man. Shout out to Pittsburgh, Corey. And you, it's well deserved, man. You've done a lot of great things, man. I'm looking forward to just getting into some of those. But I always like to ask this first question, man. What were, what's your what's your earliest memories of music, man? What kind of got you when you fall in love with music? Obviously, you know we can't live without it. But I would like to ask that question to my musical guests, people that have a musical background. Kind of what was it that that uh got you just in love with music?
1: Oh man, I mean. I might have just been coming out the womb, just <laughs> loving music. To be honest, man. I mean, just as a kid, uh, I was just a fan of music. Or you already know, as as as, as children and babies, you know, babies just take to music. So um, I think as I was coming up as a youngster, I was just becoming a, a big, huge fan of some of the the great artists that were out at the time. Like you know, you got your Michael Jacksons. You have people like uh, Marvin Gaye and. Uh, I mean, you know, my mom. She had a, a litany of of, of records uh, that I could play on the record player and listen to uh, cassette tapes, all kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, I was just kind of uh, just subjected to just really good music, quality music. You know what I mean? Forty um, fives and, and and cool albums. You know what I mean? Uh, listening to Motown artists and you know stuff like that. And Michael Jackson was a major. Uh, uh um just like a major inspiration to me just as a kid i remember putting on my penny loafers man and you know what I'm saying with the actual penny and the loafers and sliding across the kitchen floor trying to get right. a little water. Right. I mean, just you know you already know the inspiration was there just seeing a great artists like prince um i mean he was just such a a wide open and eclectic and, and just free artist um Man, I mean, some of the greats coming up through the '80s and the '90s were just like really my biggest inspirations. You had Albie Shore, New Edition, Bobby Brown. Um, I, I mean, guy, um, so many great, great artists, man. And then you you hit the '90s with 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 R. Kelly. He was a major, major uh, component. Uh, unfortunately, he, he went through what he went through. Um yeah, but, and, but you know,
0: to- but we can't, you know, we can't deny the fact uh, uh, of Troy Taylor calls him Mister Sir. Right. Well but, but, yeah. uh, well we can't deny that R. Kelly man was was a musical genius for a long time, was yeah. true to the king of R and B. I think Usher's kinda taking that taking that medal over now.
1: Yeah, Usher um, definitely took the title. I mean Usher is a great, great artist. I mean yeah. I love so many artists like uh I mean you got jealousy coming yeah. up through those years, Boys to Men. Yeah. Um yeah. Man, music, soul child. Once I hit the two thousands, I mean, that was yeah. a, a chief inspiration for me. Just understanding vocals and how, right. to, how to harmonize, right? That but yeah, I had a lot of uh, a lot of inspiration coming up, man. Yeah, for sure, man,
0: for sure, man. And how would you say, like, growing up in the Pittsburgh area kind of influenced your journey as an artist? Like, did that have a major influence at all? And kind uh, of big
1: time. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely the Pittsburgh area uh has a major and deep uh music history uh, especially with hip-hop um you know we celebrated out here you know what i'm saying uh, just the 50 years of hip-hop um just the many many years that hip-hop has been going on in pittsburgh so i had i had a lot of inspiration coming out of pittsburgh for um just to do music uh just seeing the local scene you know shout out to WAMO here in pittsburgh the main radio station they're coming up with a uh, on their 75th anniversary, uh, they're having a concert this year. I'm doing a show with uh, with uh, Lepat and uh, Genuine for their uh, their uh, 75th anniversary show. But, um, yeah, a lot of artists I was definitely inspired by. A lot of them were hip-hop artists, man. I mean, we definitely um, had some major, major people out here um, that did some music out here. But, I mean, you know, we got our Wiz Khalifa. We have our Mac Millers. I mean, before that, it was, you know, guys like Tuffy Tuff. you know what I'm saying, with Ghetto Soundcheck, Mailman. Um, I mean, Infinite. I mean, Black Seeds. I mean, so many guys from the hood here in Pittsburgh. I mean, so many, so many legends. You know, what I mean, Smash Money. I mean, I mean, great, great legends here in Pittsburgh. Like I said, all those guys that I mentioned, those were mostly all like hip hop artists here from Pittsburgh. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, but we had some, uh, we had some great, great, great singers and vocalists that came out of Pittsburgh. Because Pittsburgh is really connected uh, with the jazz community. Pittsburgh's jazz okay. history out here is deep. So okay. I had I had a great connection with a lot of the jazz greats and great and artists out here in Pittsburgh and their connection to the music industry. I mean, it was just phenomenal. You know what I mean?
0: For sure, man. That's what's up, man. So I know you had I know you was part of a a, a boy band called Crave. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, like, you know, what was it, what was it like, man, being in a in a in a boy band? I mean, you don't see as many groups today as we did back right. in back in the, you know, back in the 90s in the old, when I say the old industry. And I also think, too, because, because I don't, the reason why I don't think we see it as much today is because, except we see it with Juan, with Juan, with Juan Morris's sons, all his sons,
1: you know. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I love it. That group is amazing. Those guys yeah, are doing great.
0: Exactly. And you just, I just think it's, it's this industry is so expensive. And I just think it's, it's not as lucrative to put together groups anymore in the, in the in the streaming era, you know what I'm yeah. saying, and I think that has yeah. a lot to do with it. To be honest with you, like it yeah. it becomes a cost effective, a cost thing because of of what it what it costs to not only to do it yeah. just as a solo artist, but to do in groups, and you're already spending pennies when it comes to streams anyway. Oh man! So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. trying to put that to split that with with. <laughs> three or four different people, is almost, it's really nothing, you know? you know, man, so yeah. I think that's a major reason why we don't see it, but for you, man, how did that kind of play a role for you uh, and shape kind of how you approach music?
1: Oh, man, I mean, being in a group was amazing, I mean, you know, it has challenges, of course, you know, the more people you got in the group, the more you got to split the money. sure, for sure. <laughs> um, for sure. You know what I mean? So I mean, but it, you know, there's nothing like groups, man. Like I mean, the power of being together on the stage, all of the members. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you see it. You know that. You know it. You know the power of having all of the members of the New Edition on stage sure. at once. Yeah, it. the show's I mean, dead, that, Yeah, when you yeah, when, when, when very... you break
0: when you break off the pieces, you know the different segments. Obviously, having you know Belle Biv DeVoe, right, and having right. the iterations with Johnny Gill and things like right. that, but. But it's the show's different when when Bobby Brown is Bobby when Bobby and, and when everybody's there, the show is just way better with everybody's Absolutely. there versus oh, having a few guys here here or there. And we see that unfold. We're seeing that a lot with like, as I think we see that mostly with escape, uh, because uh, with Latasha, yeah. with Latasha, she's trying to do the gospel thing. You know, the pro- see my issue with that is, you know. I don't think they realize how hard, you know, how hard it is when you try to break off and do a solo thing, and like, you know, oh, that whole thing, that whole issue. And we digress a little bit, but I just, I just like to go down this rabbit hole for a second because, you know, they're they're one of the best. Escape is one of the top female solo R and B groups of all time. People don't realize that because of you know yeah. they didn't have as long of a as a of a run as some of the other groups, but. I think it's just tough when you try to like when you have your own visions of doing solo stuff and then it gets in the way of doing the group yeah. stuff. And then when you when you book escape and you're only seeing the three girls versus the four, you know. Right. And right. then I gotta learn the other parts that were <laughs> and she's and she was really one of the lead singers. So, you know, yeah. it, it, it's just one of those things. So I think, you know, dealing with groups is never, never, never an easy easy thing, man. But um, yeah,
1: man, it, it gets difficult after a while, you know, to deal with those personalities. And like you said, I mean, just the cost behind it, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, record labels, I guess they stopped wanting to, you know, put the cost behind, a, you know, a, a, a four or five-man group, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it's just um, not lucrative you know. today. It's just not,
0: it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not lucrative in today's yeah. ecosystem to do it regularly, you know. Yeah,
1: and it sucks because it's like, you know, if we have more groups, a group is still a thing. I think the music will reflect that too. Absol-
0: I, I absolutely, it would,
1: would. It would. It would absolutely be like still high quality songs and music, man. And, right. You know, I think people should still, you know, want to take the risk and um and have music like that created and and create ways to to budget that situation <laughs> because you know these kids are getting. These kids are kind of getting, you know what I mean, the short end of the stick when they're not getting, you know, the best representation of music, man.
0: Exactly. And I just think that a lot of the two, a lot of these kids, again, referencing back to Troy Taylor, because, you know, a lot of the kids, yeah. they, they just don't know how to, Versus like Bridges being a big thing in R&B. And it's, wow, a lot man. of the kids today just don't, they don't know how to do it. They don't like it. They just have, they don't know how to do it. They can't help right. that they, right. they weren't around. Like, this is a different era. So, and one thing I love about Troy Taylor is, is the fact of, yeah, he's been very, very successful. But what he thinks he one what, what he figured out was, I have to still earn these kids respect. That they don't care what I did in 1995. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. so many, right. some of these OGs don't think that they have to, they have to actually, you know, build trust to build rapport with this younger generation because these kids don't give a shit. They don't care what you did 25 years ago. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. They, they they wasn't around. They don't care. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know, you know. So. We, we, we can show them history like that, but we we gotta also show them uh, things that are up yeah.
0: to date. It, yes, it's just their time. Like the yeah. we, you see people who's all back in my day. It ain't your day. It's a different day. Right, right. It's, it, 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 it's a different day. We're, we're we're not we're not in a day where record companies controlled everything. Right. But right. record companies nowadays don't really control anything. You gotta get yourself yeah. hot and they can pour gasoline on it, but they don't have us they don't control this, you know, distribution and marketing and promotion and the radio like they used to. So, yeah, yeah, so like you used to, yeah. exactly, exactly, man. So you know, so you leave the group Crave and then then you do you transition at that point to, to, to pretty Ricky at that point? Or is that? Bo- yeah, you know, I
1: mean, you know, Craig was bubbling for some years out here in Pittsburgh. Um, it's just like any local success story. Um, you know, you can only do about like so many shows locally before, yeah. You know, it's so, just time for you to really, you know. So here's, here's my it.
0: question you you being from you being from Pittsburgh, those guys yeah. being from Florida, yeah. Were you, you recruited into that group? Did they find Yeah, you? yeah. so, yeah.
1: you know, I was, out, you know, born and raised in Pittsburgh, you know, that's where we kind of, like, laid our, 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 planted our seed, you know what I'm saying, um, with Crave and, and just building the success up. Um, We did that all here in Pittsburgh, man, you know what I'm saying? Not an easy market to do, especially, like, you know, we're kind of on the edge of the Midwest, um, almost on the East Coast, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. You know what I mean? We were trying to find our footing with our sound and everything, and we we Kind of found that and um ended up you know catching on at radio, you know, getting okay. to the point going from regular rotation to power rotation for a local group because it was amazing, right? You know what I mean? So, this was back in the day, you already know, uh, all uh, uh, full request radio, yeah, uh, right before they went to full programming.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay.
1: but this was during those times when, yeah, you had to really build up a fan base. For- Ground up, I seen how it's done. I seen we did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We went out there with the street teams from back in the day, yeah, and made it happen. And uh, we got crazy popping, man. And um, over some years, you know, we had some popular songs. I remember I wrote this song, man, called "Ask for By Name." Uh, wrote this song in my mama's kitchen, man. Like okay. and then this song hit radio, and then it, it became a, a instant like local cult classic out here, right? Um, and yeah, man, you know, I just remember Pretty Ricky coming to town, and you know. They do what they normally do. They go to the radio station and ask who's the hottest, uh, you know, up and coming artist in, in the city. And then, you know, I mean, our, our name came up, and next thing you know, we're opening up for Pretty Ricky down to Carnegie, uh, Carnegie Music Hall, um, That's in good. here, in Pittsburgh. Yeah.
0: So that so that they 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 blown up at this point do, or they grind
1: on me all that on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, know, pretty yeah. much their their Blue Star album, they were they were touring off of the success of that Blue Star album. So right. they had they had a nice little tour going uh them uh, a group called ba- uh Black Butterfly and Trey yep. Songs, a young, uh, young Trey Songs. Yep, Black Butterfly.
0: Amen. Yeah. Yep. I love I love Black Butterfly.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. They, they came to the city, smashed the show. We opened up Smashed it, it was a legendary night, yeah. and you know, from there, it was just kind of like a no brainer. They just signed us on and was like, Man, look, we're taking y'all on tour. They took us on about a, a 15 to 20 city tour. Uh, we got, mm-hmm. we got our feet wet, you know, what I'm saying, getting out there. Um, and then we ended up going down Florida and signing a recording deal. Uh, my group Craig started cutting some records for an album, uh, shopping a deal, and we okay. had a deal with uh, Atlantic Records on the table, man. It was okay. Like,
0: look, but the, okay, but the deal it was close, but you guys never ended up acting the deal never actually came for Room, but it was close,
1: well, yeah, it was close, and there were situations where it was just like, you know, um me being the lead singer, I took on a lot of the vocal responsibilities with the group as well for sure, um a lot of i did I did all of the songwriting with the group and all of that, so um, they had gotten to the point where they were um um pleasure P had left the group, you know, okay, they were looking yeah. for a new good singer.
0: And also, they had
1: had another lead singer um, that had, had joined the group. His name was Foreplay, uh, my homeboy, yeah. Vision from out here in Pittsburgh. He was actually my understudy. He had slid into the role of uh, lead singer for the moment. But uh, that relationship and that situation didn't work out. Their their album that they started recording got leaked. And next thing you know, uh, another opening opened up. And it was like, man, they, they wanted me to slide right on in there and become the lead singer. So... Um, I ended up taking on the duties, man, and um, didn't really to ex- expect to drop an album, but I ended up dropping an album with Pretty Ricky in 2010 man, self-titled so Pretty Ricky, man, and it was a it was a great experience, man, just to be a part of that.
0: And that's what's up, man. That, I mean, look, I think again, it's been so it's been so long, people forget like you know how big of a group they were at that time. Oh man, and there was massive, yeah, music, man. you know, massive record, hit records yeah. on the radio. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so oh, that was that was that was major. Yeah, that they got was,
1: real hits, man. Like
0: yeah, yeah. and that's what allows these guys. You know, that's what allows a lot of these guys to still tour. When look, when you have catalog, and not so much today because right. today there's so much music out there. It's hard to have these days because how because of how much music it hits 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 the the streaming platforms. It's really hard yeah. to build those catalogs of records that people just remember because. I, I'm sure you've been seeing in the, in the news lately that a lot of the young artists are having trouble selling out shows. They're not buying, yeah. they're not buying tickets.
1: A lot of them, man. You uh, know, we had we had baby, a couple. Little shows baby like, had uh,
0: to. Yeah. Little baby had yeah. to cancel some of his tour
1: dates. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah I think little baby was supposed to come here to Pittsburgh. They canceled his show out here. Beyonce canceled her show, but that's Beyonce. But they they canceled due to you know Pittsburgh just being a small market and they just weren't selling tickets.
0: Right, and what's but what's happening is the, the the nostalgia. Look what 50's doing, you know, and his. I mean, he. I mean, his album. He's he's doing this off an album that came out twenty album that came out twenty years ago. Get What You Die Trying. Obviously, one I think he's one of the best hip hop albums of all time. uh um, right. Fifty, but it just goes to show you that people still want to relive those nostalgic days. They want to go when well, you have hits and catalogs, People yeah. go to those shows. They don't want to hear the new music. Even if you got new music, they don't really want to hear it. It's cool. You can sprinkle it in there a little bit, but they wanna yeah. they wanna hear the hits. You know, they wanna hear the jokes that they grew up, they grew up uh listening to. Yeah.
1: And and one of the biggest problems is, you know, out here, but you know, they gotta get it together. They need somebody to let them know what it is and they need somebody to give them some discipline, but the youngins got to get their show, their live show in order. Your live show, well, uh, I hope the youngins is listening. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't just have a, a great song with a banging beat and a really, really great mix and master. And then mm-hmm. you get on stage and your show is terrible. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? People yeah. are going to forget you. I, I've seen it so many times. All these guys and all these ladies, they got these, they got these banging tracks, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And this super dope mix. But, you know, the video's even kind of cool and all that stuff and all, you know, great edit video, but live show is terrible. So perform, a lot of them, right. you know, what right. happens Yeah, they, they become uninspired to see your live show because it's like they feel like you're wasting their money. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. if your show's yeah. like, that's that's the right there is if you can put out a dope record and your show is dope, man, that's where you're selling.
0: You're going to win and you're going to be able to build a core audience. Yeah. And wrote, that's the premise of what I teach is is a core because if you have a live performance, you know, I made a post right. the other day on right. my soldiers about Jermaine Dupree said something. He was having a conversation with one of the cats over at LVRN and he was saying that so many labels make the mistake of everybody tries to go down that same exact path. And he talked about, yeah. he talked about people sleep on the chitlin circuit. They sleep on those small, oh, t- those small cities that nobody wants to go to. Those yeah. small towns, it's like that's how you build. That's how you create sustainability because if you can go play those small towns that want to support you, you'll always have a – you can always build a career. You can always, you know, have somewhere to go, you know?
1: Man, let me tell you, you, you ain't never told a lie when it comes to that, man. I'm telling you, like, like like that right there is the truth because I've been out there on that chitlin' chit- circuit, and they could talk all the smack they want, but that's that, that chilling circuit is important. Like, you got to yeah. go to those small towns. I remember going to the major cities and doing a big show at an arena and then yeah. end up being being in, like, Oklahoma somewhere in the sticks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and it's real. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, those small towns, when they see you come out there and rock the show, they appreciate that. And yeah. word spreads. Word of mouth spreads. So if you go kill it at a, at a show and, and, you know what I'm saying, in, in this real small town and kill it and they come out and they pack the house, Right. Talk about you from there all the way to you know what I'm saying all the way to Africa, they gonna talk a-
0: about Exactly, you. and so many yeah. people miss that. And he talked yeah. about going someplace where you could find a pocket because it used to be go get hot in your local city and then work your way out.
1: Yeah, that's
0: kind yeah. of changed now because the internet we have data, and right. so usually if you're following the data of where your listeners are, right? You know, right. It makes more sense to go to where your listeners are because. They know right. who you are, and they're more open to you right. than trying to go to places where they don't know who you are. Right.
1: right. Yeah. It's like, it seems like everything's just based off of like data and right. numbers and stuff. That's what it's no been- That's what it's really become.
0: It's become a data numbers kind of space because because yeah. he man, man, you know this man. The, the time you had music people running the music business, right? The music time where music people ran the music business, meaning the executives were the same people who were making the songs. You know, right. Barry Gordy was the label owner, but he was making the songs. Ron Fair was the executive in the day, but he would get in the studio at night with Christina Aguilera and go make the records. So now, you're fighting for songs that you actually are invested in. Versus now, it's right. like, oh, go find us the hottest joint on, hot on TikTok. Or they're hot on TikTok, or they hide hot on yeah. You know, that's
1: just I mean, yeah. that's just that's just the way it is. I mean there's no the way it is now, yeah. <laughs> that's, just way, that's just the way that's just the way it is. You know. Yeah, we gotta deal with it. <laughs> I mean, you wait, you wade and sift through all of that, you know what I'm saying? You'll run into some real ones though. There's some real artists out there. Not not to be down totally on social media and everything. I mean it does open it up to a wide variety of people that can that can absolutely do some great things and in, in um, so you know, we just gotta you know get get to the point where artists are really, really just being creative. Uh, we're using our imagination to the to the fullest capacity, and we're really just putting in the effort. I think it's the effort, the um, just the you know the intention behind doing this music, man. We gotta have the right intention, pure intention, and just man, just come with it, man. Like just bring it. That's that's what it's all about, right? Right now, man. Just bring it, man. When it comes to this music, man.
0: For sure, for sure. So you. So how so okay so you
1: how long how long you were were you with Pretty Ricky
0: for so you put the album out with them and then how long kind of, kind of did that one last?
1: Um, you know I was with Pretty Ricky. I had a nice run for about five years with them. We rocked out. You know, I, mean, I got to tour. Um, got to see what you know a, a promo tour was. You know what I mean? Okay. Got to understand all of those things. Just being out on the road for like an entire year, just pushing one single and pushing an album. You know what I mean um just understanding how those things work um, I mean just you know uh going up to 106 and parking and, and and walking the video on the set um meeting the celebrities uh yeah. doing the business behind the scenes stuff like that um it was it was a uh, it was a great great experience man so those five years being with pretty Ricky um ended up uh, you know dipping out like around 2012 going back home and, and just kind of like you know just resetting man. yeah yeah
0: yeah for, for sure, I want to get into that. So, you know, so you know, you went back home, and then obviously, I don't know, like you, you, you got into the education space. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know absolutely.
0: I, you know what I'm saying? So, but talk to me about that. Talk to me about how, the how you were able to kind of balance, you know, doing the music and then doing the education uh, stuff, what you were doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I, when I came home, one of the first things I did, I was like, hey, man, I got to call at some um some real real people. I was more interested in getting at musicians, um, real okay. producers, people that I can get around and that were going to really bring the musicality out of me, you know what I'm saying, bring me to the point where I was understanding music theory on a better and, uh, and a bigger level. Um, okay. One of the first people I reached out to when I got home, man, like, um, uh, was a, a, a producer named Achilles Soon. Okay. You know what I mean. And I also I also worked with other producers. Uh, named um uh J Pad. Shout out to J Pad the Juggernaut. You know what I'm saying. When I did my 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 first uh, solo project, uh, J Pad the Juggernaut was the was the main producer on that album. So shout out to him, man. It was a great experience to get in the studio and really concentrate on my own sound, my own songs and records. Yeah, and I, I was able to do that with uh uh J Pad the Juggernaut. And also, you know what I mean, getting with you know, a producer like uh, Achilles Soon. (sighs) You know, just music. Uh, From out here in Piss Parades, you know what I mean? And, you know, they helped, you know, just helped me to get myself in order when it came to, like, production, when it came to myself in order, you know what I'm saying? As soon as, like, my music mentor, especially when it comes to production, do that and you know, just making music in general. So, um, yeah, man, definitely
0: really love that, man. Really love that. Um, <laughs> cool, man, yeah. So, you got with them, they kind of helped you get that, that real, they get that production right, get that sound like you
1: yeah. wanted. To... Yeah, man, so I came home, started messing around with a bunch of uh, different producers here in Pittsburgh. Like I said, Jay Pat, jugging Out, of Kelly Soon, even did some records with our uh. A, a big-time producer out here, his name is Stevie D. Got with him, you know what I'm saying, did some music. Um, man, you know, the Loud Pack crew, there's some there's some real dope producers out here, man, I did some things, man, like, that really made some noise, man. Um, um, just getting with some guys, man, you know what I'm saying, here in Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh is a really, really talented uh, uh, city, especially when it comes to music production. Um, uh, musicians, um, I, I mean, just artists. I mean, this is really a musical city, man.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah, a lot of times, it yeah, is. people people don't... Because, again, it's not a, quote-unquote, industry city. People don't think about some of these offshoot spots that people are yeah. from and, like, yeah, all man. the great talent that yeah. is in these pockets of, of places that you don't think to go and actually spend time over there. Because, again, yeah. everybody wants to go to the obvious yeah, places. L.A., you know, oh, yeah. uh, Miami, you know, Nashville. Right. You know, but some of these... You know some of these. Now mm. I say this: every city I think has a music kind of local scene, but then you have industry hubs, and you know places where you go for the industry. Right. That, yeah. That's a little bit different, but right. I think there's places you go totally different. You can go to you can go to places and be like, okay, you got some dope cats that are doing like here in Orlando. There's so many great, you know, uh, you know, my man Stefan for you. Or oh, I go by Puerto Rico bands, you know. Oh yes. Yeah, and I've I've known yeah. him. I've known him since like 2005 when he was in a group 3 a.m. So, yeah, him and I go back along. Long, and he's one of the dopest catches. It hasn't been, even in his journey, he's done some pretty cool things. And it hasn't been easy. It has not been easy for him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right, right. You know, right, it, it, down, you just have to stick with this thing, man. Um, That's the Yeah, man. But
1: Pittsburgh has a rich history here. I remember back in the day, um, with Death Row was popping. Death Row definitely came out here to Pittsburgh and tapped into our market, tapped into to our artists and our community, um, for their sound. And if you li- if you ask some of those uh some of those guys on West Coast, they'll let you know, man. You know, what I'm saying Doug C said it himself, you know, what I mean, if it wasn't for the Pittsburgh artists, Pittsburgh musicians' sound, uh, there would be no West Coast sound, man. Like Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, came- definitely tapped into the Pittsburgh. sound. So, you know, cast us out here, you know, wondering what, what Pittsburgh got going on, man. Tap in. Come out here in Pittsburgh and see what's good, man. There's a lot of dope musicians, producers, artists, you know what I'm saying? We got a lot of rich history, man. Shout out to my brother, Black Caesar, you know what I'm saying? He had a deal with Death Row, you know what I'm saying? Had videos of under the Death Row, uh, you know what I'm saying, Moniker and, and, and you know what I mean? I mean, he just, you know what I mean? A lot of guys, man. You know, I ended up going to um, production, getting production from legendary guys that were part of Death Row, like Sam Sneed, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People don't know about Sam Sneed, look up his story with uh just just type in Sam Sneed Death Row, and, you know, you'll get the whole story behind him. You know, there was some drama included, yeah. you know what I'm saying, when it came to that. And it was, you know, great music that came out of that whole story. So for sure. You know what I mean? There's a whole, whole history. So, you know, I'm just kind of following in the footsteps of those guys that already did it on a major level, and I'm just, you know, just carrying that flag for Pittsburgh, man.
0: For sure, for sure, man. So I I wanna pivot. Um and talk about kind of some of your community based involvement that you're doing with, like the YMCA, the Lighthouse Project, you know, okay. Hood. Kind of tell me about some of the yeah. stuff you're doing. I mean, that's always great to get involved with the community, man. So tell me how you, how you, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, when, yeah, yeah. Like I
1: said, when I came home, uh, you know, and I, I hit up my bro, uh, Achilles Sim. Um, he he's the one that kind of like him and another lady. Her name is Jasanta Dean. Uh, they were both kind of uh like, yo, why don't you teach what you know? You know what I mean? They were the ones that kind of pushed me into teaching because I never really saw myself as a teacher at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Once they got me in the classroom and started to teach me and show me how to run a classroom, how to how to get into curriculum writing and writing lesson plans and. And all that stuff, like all the ins and outs of being in the classroom, working in the schools, working after school programs, stuff like that. You know, just understanding how artists, you know, they hustle. How artists, you know, under I, I was under the impression that artists only made records and sung and danced. Like no, artists <laughs> go out here and do all kinds of stuff. I was finding out artists actually can, you know, do workshops and get into the classroom all the way from kindergarten all the way up to you know college universities. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, I pretty much had to go to school. You know I mean? I was getting an education on, on how to educate. So being in the classroom, I was not only an instructor and an educator, but I was also a student. So, you know, um, definitely took some years, uh, working about, about, almost about eight to 10 years working within the, um, YMCA Lighthouse Project, uh, system working with One Hood, going back to my alma mater, Westinghouse High School, and teaching within that school, doing, doing music stuff. And then all of that culminated into an actual, uh, job working in the schools as an actual uh teacher uh just teaching creative arts uh teaching the history of hip-hop working with this organization called hip-hop shout out to hip-hop unlock email um uh, he's my my boss is actually a emmy award-winning um videographer and and director uh this guy you know he uh, he's, he's shot oprah he does many things like like he does the roots picnic every year they tap him in so you know, I'm amongst greatness, so a lot of greatness. that I'm amongst it, inspires me to go out here and think the community, like, um, like I said, inspiring the youth, teaching, you know, like I said, all the way from kindergarten up to up to about a high school rate, You know, and and we're also going to take what we do in the classrooms, as far as workshops, we're going to take those into colleges and universities, and those are things that we can actually kind of take out here on the road and go to different universities and teach what we do. After all of these years, um and after being in, in the schools as an actual teacher for the past about five years or so, um I, I got the the knowledge and you know how to be a teacher, how to and how to come up with lesson plans, and making sure that lesson plan is it works for you know of the school year. So it's it's like I said, it's been a blessing to just uh experience. You know what I mean? Because hey, man. Artists do this, man. You you'll see them. You know, I, I love to see you know big time Duke. I think uh, who's the one producer for Jay Z? Um,
0: nice wonder. You know what I mean? yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, like he. Yeah, he he he. You know, he's been in like Duke University and Harvard. You know, what I mean, going up there and just going workshops. You know, showing cash. I mean, just taking equipment and show how to make beats on the spot. That's that's the kind of thing that I'm doing now. Like. Um, just understanding how you can impact that is a youthful uh, uh age all the way up to adulthood that actually sing, how to create it. Uh music is such a thing.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man. So um no, I mean that's amazing what you're doing within in the educational system. Look, man. Being in the the art, being in the entertainment business today, sometimes you have to do pivot and do some other things because not everybody's in that 1% that can just, you know, is a celebrity and can leverage so many different things. You have to do a lot of different things out here. And it doesn't mean that you're not being successful with music. It just means that if opportunities come, if opportunities come and you have the opportunity to take advantage advantage of them, you would do your disservice not to you know what I'm saying? So, I think that's why, especially if you have a family to take care of, and this entertainment money is, it's up and it's down, man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's up
1: and down, and I think, I think the biggest thing, you know, I tell my students all the time, like, man, you know, uh, what you know is your money, you know what I mean? Um, You know, and like like you said, you know, artists got to go out here and do multiple things nowadays just to just to kind of like, you know, just live your life or just live mm. the life that you want to live. Mm. So you gotta go out here and hustle. And 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 I noticed that, as, you know, just going along as an artist over these years, I was like, man, I, I gotta start picking up skills as I go along in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I was like, man, I was like, you know, let me start picking up some of these skills. So I just started doing things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I started teaching myself how to play the piano. I taught myself how to play the drums. I taught myself how to music produce. I taught yeah. myself how to be an engineer and record myself. Yeah. Um, how, to, how to arrange the music and, and and started teaching myself how to mix it and, and put it down so I could send it out and, and do work and get paid for it. Stuff like that. So yeah. Um. those were just the skills that I was learning and teaching myself along the way of, you know, what I mean, also, you know, learning how to teach in a classroom. You know what I mean? How to set those classrooms up, stuff like that. Just all of these different skills you pick up along the way. Um, even doing administrative work that's a skill man you got to learn how to do your own administrative oh, work for, you know? oh for sure like, man for sure man like, you know what I mean yeah like, it's just all these little things man like you know and then then on top of that you got to learn how to be become a a digital creator man you might need to get up online and learn how to yeah you
0: know, man you have to it's a different time put together you're yeah.
1: video, a video editor. Yeah. So it's like, I, I just look at everything in life, man. It's just, you just got to be like, you know what? You just got to let go of fear and just do it, man. Like, you know, uh, like I said, I, I, you know, I remember just picking up. I'm not play trombone, but I'm, a... you know what I mean? I, just, I didn't know how to play the drums two years ago, but now I how to play, I know how to play the drums pretty cohesively now. You know what I mean? So just things like that. I even take, that attitude when it comes to like you know just feed myself cooking man like if i don't know how to cook a certain thing or recipe i'm finna learn to youtube university google university yeah yeah so you know i i think you know us as human beings in these times in this day and age we got to just take the initiative go out here believe in ourselves <clears throat> um if, if we if we don't have anybody to teach us or can't hire anybody to teach us or or go to school or anything, hey, man, you might as well teach yourself how to do it. Pick up a book, pick up your phone instead of, you know, being on social media. Shoot, use that thing as a tool and go find the information that's freely out there and learn how to do something. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, shoot, I mean, there's just all kinds of things that we have to do. It just got to hustle. Even if that means you as an artist, if you was once on TV, that means you got to go out here and get a regular job. You better go get that regular job. You do what
0: you got to do, and Look, look, you do, look, I think so many yeah. people, so many people, you know, you got to go get it out the mud, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah. and the key to getting a regular job is you just make sure whatever whatever it is you're doing isn't too far away from your plan. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do. And that's how you keep it cohesive, right? So. You know, yeah. you, you yeah. find something that's something you kind of still enjoy doing or you, you don't mind doing it because if you have to do something, the key is when you do something that you completely hate doing. And I think that's right. where you get depressing. But again, like you you, it, you were teaching music in schools. So you're still around music. You're yeah. still around. That thing. It's just you. it's a different it's a different medium, you know, different than, platform than, yeah, yeah, than the, I mean, sta- than the stage. You be know, an
1: artist one hundred percent of the day. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, it's um, a different stage. You know, I every class I'd be like, hey, you know, what I'm saying we got another show to do. So it's right. like you know, it's the same thing for real. You know, same yeah. mentality. You know, what I mean that you know the kids. You know, you can treat them as though hey, they they might be fans or whatever. All right, but we're doing work. You know, what I mean, I treat I treat the children as hey, this is my audience. So you know, we got I've got to put on a show for them so they understand. You know how to do music, why music is made, why there's passion behind you know music um so you know it's a great thing man like uh, just getting out here and doing stuff man i mean you know doing work like that in the community um can lead to other things that 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 i can get into um you know and i have so many other ideas as far as business that i want to get into that opens up that lane for us it's like you know like we said man you know we got to keep hustling man shoot you might see me on in a a movie or something or on on a tv (laughs) show or you know what I mean? On stage, doing a play or something in the future. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah. I'm, look, man, I'm trying to get into everything, bro, man. Like just, just keep it pushing, bro. You know, what I, I, mean? I, I love that, man. I love that, man. Let,
0: us let's, let's jump into the, the new single you got out, man. Good, good. Like, like yes, let's. So, so, so talk to me about that, man. Talk to me about the new single you got and what and uh, what that's all about.
1: That's one of my uh my main single my, my production debut. I, I was able to you know put out a song finally that I produced uh, myself and that I came up with And, You know eventually I got some other guys to come in and assist me with the sound and and and, produ- and extra production and all that. But I was the main producer. You know what I'm saying I, my homeboy from my group Crave, he was over at the You know so he was at the career 15 minutes, I just had a vibe and put that that good, good beat together, Um, and like I said, I got with some other guys um, to really pull the sound together, I got with another songwriter, shout out to Jay, the writer, Um, and you know what I mean, and and we pulled the songwriting and everything the arrangement. Great, man. Um, Shout out to Casey Graham, uh, that song, Uh, he's the one that mixed and mastered um, uh, the song for for, uh, T-Pain and Jamie Foxx, Blame It on Alcohol. You know Casey Graham, you know Casey Graham. Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Graham. Yeah, <laughs> Casey, Casey. He he makes the master that John for me. Oh you know yeah, I mean, tough, and, and I got him right before he retired too. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like real. I'm yeah, cause, real, cause, cause yeah, <laughs> cause,
0: cause Casey. You know, he's doing he's doing more of the education
1: stuff now. Yeah, it's, he it's, kind it's, of changed over. Changed money. Now. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. Yeah. See y'all so? That's your yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's up? Yeah, man, he's, he's legendary, especially for that, you know, blame it on the alcohol, man, getting that sound right. I was like, man, please, I need you to make my record sound, you know, just as, you know, yeah, just, yeah. just vibrant, just as vibrant as that one, man. Yeah, Casey, you put it down for me, man. Yeah, yeah good, bro, good dude, man, good dude.
0: I You've he, he been on my pod, you know on my pilot, yeah. I had him on here. Oh, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, that's what's yeah, up, no, Shout out to Casey, man. He good, yeah, yeah, shout good dude, And he's doing good things in the education space as a – as a strategist and, and, and what he's doing, man. So that's the guy, man. I forgot to tell him right. that, that we linked up. um, Bro, before we get out of here, man, you know, what what can what can the people expect from you, what you got going on, that type of deal? What can we, what can, um, we what can we look forward to?
1: I mean, the people, I hope that they, you know what I'm saying, just stay tuned to my, all my social medias and everything. Um, I'm, I'm going to be posting all the things I'm going to be doing. You know, I got a lot of stuff coming up. Got some surprises with, um, you know, what I'm saying coming up for, for my group, Craig. Uh, some of the things that we did over the years, the history that we made, the legacy, you know, um, the, the culmination of that is like coming full circle. So we got some things that we want to celebrate coming up soon. Also, my uh, solo project, I got a new album that I'm working on that I'm trying to drop uh, pretty soon. You know, what I mean, you, you guys are going to see some videos um, and just a lot of just promotion and just just seeing me, you know, just talking about this album man but you know the album is is underway it's being uh finalized we're getting some of the last few songs done and um i'm excited about this brand new album but yeah good good will be one of the main singles on there along with other songs did like... a video for that um i have i have some really really great songs i have a song called 12 dozen roses i think the people will really love i mean just making a lot of love songs man just getting back to r&b and um just doing like really, really cool albums, man. I want this album to be special. You know what I mean? I mean, just really bringing that personality to albums. I mean, I'm even throwing skits on the album and interludes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I want nice. to take it back to the old school style of how people, you know, when you can listen to an album and cherish it and be like, man, you do stuff like that. And people remember that and be like, man, that's a legendary album or a classic. That's something you can always listen to. Right. People um, into a time and they remember, they remember that time. So, yeah, man, working on that and uh, getting ready to, you know, put out my, my Christmas uh, single again. Uh, my boy down in Australia, my boy James is, man you know what I'm saying? We got the song uh, Cookies and Cream on Christmas. We're going to drop that one soon again. Y'all see, the, y'all guys are going to see the video and all the promotion again, man. We're getting ready to go. Just, it's just going to be a lot of music, man. and just a lot of creativity and and me just being brave enough to put it out, man. That's what you guys are getting ready to get.
0: For sure, man. For sure, man. Hey, well, what, uh, what are your social? How can people follow you? How can they stay connected with you?
1: Absolutely. Most of my socials are are my name, Emmanuel Deanda. That's E-M-A-N-U-E-L, Deanda, D-E-A-N-D-A. Most of my socials are under that, Emmanuel Deanda. Sometimes uh, I, I think uh, Instagram is Emmanuel Deanda 808. But for the most part, you can just look me up, E-M-A-N-U-E-L, D-E-A-N-D-A. That's Emmanuel Deanda. Check out my socials. Um hit me up on Facebook, all of them, man, Instagram, TikTok. Um, it's just get at me. My YouTube page is up, it's under my name, Emmanuel B. under. Um, I mean, just look me up. I, I'm gonna have a lot more content just coming up from my YouTubes, my Facebook's, my Instagrams, my TikTok, all of it, man. We're, we're just gonna try and get get the information out there. Cause you know, I feel like I have some music to contribute to uh the history of r&b and hip hop and all of that, man. And I really wanna get it out there. So I hope y'all are ready and uh uh, real talk.
0: Hey man, it's been a pleasure to have you on here, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So glad to I appreciate be. It. I, I love about you know to use my platform, you know. Uh this the encouragement inspire podcast is broken down in the, into three elements. Either disability awareness, because I have cerebral palsy oh. or music business topics mm-hmm. or people's stories that encourage and inspire me. So I feel like every time I, I have a right. guest on I try to see if we can teach and we can share some knowledge and some gems so people can take away from this. I don't care if it's five people that listen. If they, if they can take right. away something from, from it, then I'm doing my job, man. So I want to thank you uh, for being my guest today. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on here with you, man. So, Guys, it's been another episode of the Encouragement Fire Podcast. Uh, this is episode number 80, and I'm your host, Jerome. Yeah. Until next time, peace. So,